0: You're listening to Sarah Hagen Backstage, with interviews and insights from years inside the music industry. Join Sarah as she talks with masters of their crafts, finding out what makes them tick both inside and outside of the music business. Welcome to Sarah Hagen Backstage. My guest today, Pat Petrillo, is well known for his popular instructional videos on Drumio.com and his DVDs and books with Hudson Music. He is also a really fantastic educator, and he has a brand new album out called The Power Station Sessions. So come along with me as I catch up with Pat Petrillo. Pat, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hey, Sarah. How's it going?
0: Great. I'm, I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm
1: good. Busy, you know, juggling a few things, but uh, yes. things are going really good.
0: I'm and things excited. are going really, yeah. really good for you. Um, you just launched a new album. You just released, I should say, a new album.
1: Oh, you mean this?
0: Yeah. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there it is.
1: Oh, my gosh. Uh, Power
0: Station Sessions. And yes. your band is the Pat Petrillo Big Rhythm Band, which yeah. is really kind of the perfect name for you all. It's hmm. perfect. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, so
1: it's a it's quite a variety of grooves. You know, it's, it's like... A lot of people ask me, why did you, you know, start this band and why are you doing that? And why the big rhythm? Because it's just a lot of, it's a multitude of rhythms. It's a veritable potpourri. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> and no, but I mean, I, it's all the styles and all the things I like to play mm-hmm. and have played, you know, from rock or funk and arm B to some fusion to some second line to, uh to, you know everything is is in this record i feel and it's um it's the musicians that i like to play with and we just you know create a variety of rhythms a variety of grooves and you know it's not like a big drumming drummer record but um well what did you think
0: yeah well so i mean i hear all of those things in this record all of those things you just mentioned the different styles um Although, like you said, it's not a it's not a drumming record like you're not um, it's not just a bunch of drum solos. It does definitely feature drums and you do have some, you know, you break out a little bit. And bit. I like that, of course. Yeah. Um, but also just you playing the groove and it's real funky. Thank you. Um, yeah, I was I was just so impressed. I the the first track, 48th Street. I thought, like, you know, you just came out so strong and Mm. featuring Niall Rogers. Like, how incredible.
1: It's fun. You know, the whole concept of the record was, okay. Well, you know, my first record was the Abbey Road Sessions. Yes. So, we went uh, into Studio 2 and Mm -hmm. did that. That was a couple years back. So, this one, I wanted to stay, you know, more local and be in New York. I said, like, the power station is place where so many things were cut Mm
0: -hmm. and a lot of
1: my favorite grooves and songs and artists and so I I wrote that with with Niall you know in mind you know I just I heard his guitar in my head I just sat down at the keyboard and started to come up with some changes and and I reached out to my buddy Chris Fisher who's a great keyboard player and we kind of crafted this you know different sections um and I wanted him to do his thing but he also has a little bit of solo in there as well but it's a throwback to new york 48th street 70s you know groove you know it's got a little bit of chic it's got a little you know a little bit of everything in there you know and um it's it's, real funky uh, it's funky and it's Mm. it's um interesting i think i think drummers will will like it i think um not just for the groove but i think they'll they'll appreciate um like the vibe of of what the song is. It's not, it doesn't get boring because it's like four different sections to the song,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, um, yes. and the video for it's pretty cool too. Uh, we're just kinda, I think by the time this, we do this, the video will probably be out. I
0: Fantastic. would think. yes, yes. <laughs> and when, when this is released, the video will probably be out and I will link it in the description great. so everyone can check well, it out. Down
1: there, absolutely. Yes,
0: exactly. and it's
1: it's kind of like a little mini movie you know um Mm -hmm. and it's a throwback to what 48th street used to be Mm
0: -hmm. you know it
1: it used to be the hang it used to be you know so many you know not just manny's music and records you know rehearsal places or what have you studios um you know right track was there um so many yeah great you know everybody's that's the hang, you know, the music mm-hmm. union is on 48th street, you know, the musicians no. union. Okay. Street is the hang that that was. And, but now it's, you know, it's, it's all a lot of condos. Of course, you know, they tor- tore down Manny's and mayonnaise. all of that and mm-hmm. put up uh you know, big uh, hard rock cafe and all that. But it used to be very cool. Like um, my New York people and friends would know, Um, professional percussion center you know Mm. Joe Ippolito's place Um, so it was just a great great music hang and so it's sort of an homage to that so uh, and getting Niall on there was um, was he's just a sweetheart not just a great player but just a legend but a sweetheart of a guy and you know he's like well what you know what if I did this here and then how about if I added a solo it's like you do whatever you please, you know. Yeah, 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 do your thing. So, and he did, so it was really great working with him to have him That's on there.
0: So, so great. And then, you know, Oz Noy on the album, and um, and John Popper, I was like, oh, this is super cool. Yeah, it's a,
1: it's quite a it's it's different, right? You know, like mm-hmm. one of the reviews in in um, I think it was all about jazz, uh, review he started the first thing saying about, about a record that has so many different like sub genres in it. Like mm-hmm. it's very all over the, it could be very much all over the place, but this record works because, you know, it's, it's different genres, but it's, it's all part of the same vibe. So it, it's not, it's not like, oh man, he made a left turn here and a right turn there. He's doing a rock tune. He's doing a funk tune. He's doing, you know, he's doing a weather report tune. It's so, right. um so, you know, in terms of guitar, it's just it's like a guitar, <clears throat> like, I rotated guitarists, so, you know, had Nile on this track. Oz is on uh, a couple different tracks. Um, we had a great version of a cover of uh, of Black Cow,
0: mm-hmm.
1: the Steely Dan tune that he really, really sounds great on. And then also we did a great uh, horn arrangement. This is a horn band, by the way, those of you who mm-hmm. haven't heard the record yet. So this basically a horn band, a grooving horn band. And uh, we did a great version of uh, Billy Joel's Big Man on Mulberry Street, uh, and Oz played on that as well, you know. And and he, you know, his sound, you know, when you hear it, you go, Okay, great, that's Oz, you know, mm-hmm. and, and and it and it and it all fits, you know. So going from you know, so to me, from guitar grade of New York's you know, Nile Rodgers to the contemporary guitar grade, what you know, that is Oz Osnoy, mm-hmm.
0: you
1: yeah. know, and then yeah. Um, I also have Felicia Collins on the record, uh, and she played on that track with John Popper. So I wrote that one. Uh, The track you're referring to is called Asbury Days. Mm -hmm.
0: because
1: I like to spend some of my days down there in in Asbury Park. It's not too far from me. And uh, it's just a throwback to, like, the Southside Johnny vibe, Asbury Jukes, you know. Um, And, you know, Popper's from Jersey, so I just basically – messaged his you know people management and said oh yeah he'd be give him a call so i gave him a call i said hey you know papatrillo and this thing he goes oh oh okay cool your jersey yeah yeah whatever what's the track and i sent it to him he goes yeah i'll do it so so
0: great and he just, and- he just
1: you know blue on it
0: and and things happen like that right like you just you put it out there and not everything happens the way you want it to but sometimes it does like that and that's that's incredible it falls into
1: place it
0: does and i have to also comment about the look i'm gonna hold up the album too the look of this is super cool it just the way that you put it together um, mm-hmm. i just love the look of the album it looks like old school funky you know Absolutely. just it kind of catches your
1: eye and you know it's vinyl we did some cds so you know you can if we have some vinyl left we've sold a bunch to some to record stores and stuff and individuals and i have mm-hmm. a few vinyl left and some cds at patpdrummer.com. Patpdrummer.com.
0: drummer dot yes
1: that's website you can and i will them. link
0: I will link that as well. And cool. they can also purchase your last album there as well. The one that you did at yes. Abbey Road the
1: Abbey Road sessions. We have a few CDs left. Yep. And then of course you can download it on every platform. Um, whatever one that you, you feel there's just so many. Out, and that's a whole nother thing. Like when mm-hmm. the label uploads, okay, well, we're going digital with this one and this one and there's Deezer and Dozer and
0: Yeah. (laughs) Sneezy
1: and dopey. And I don't know, all of, there's so many streaming I have, I I lost track. So, but it's out there. So I'm sure you'll find it.
0: Absolutely. um, For sure. And, you know, I do, I want to hear a little bit about um, the charting of this album too, because I keep seeing posts Mm -hmm. and it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, It's doing really well out there. People are loving it.
1: It is the radio stations, you know, the, the, you learn a lot about how you know people are like oh you, you don't you know do records anymore and nobody's mm-hmm. cares about all that stuff but you know radio stations terrestrial and online they're playing music so you know you gotta if you have a, a like a record plugger or a um, you know a um, person who or a company that goes in distributes to to the radio stations and pushes Mm -hmm. it and says here, check it out. So, you know, the, the label, which is autumn Hill records has um, put it out there with a a few different genres, whether it's um, jam band, uh, the relics jam band.com. We're up there. Number 14 on the top 30, you know, groups like lettuce and stuff like that are in Mm -hmm. that category. And then there's a, there's the smooth jazz side, which covers like a lot this isn't a smooth jazz record but we have one track that's a that's just the r&b ballad we covered knocks me off my feet stevie wonder mm-hmm. and it's really you know it's picked smooth jazz radios picked that up so that's in the top 40. so there's, there's a lot of different kinds of charts um roots music report has us debuted at number three and then i look at the list and it's like the steve gad bands on there and you know all these different groups like this is really really surreal to be in in this company you know
0: i did see that i saw steve gad's name on there Mm. too and i was like oh it's so cool
1: it's cool and you know you just and they like that you know that charting i just happened to get a a facebook message from this guy and says i'm not sure if you're aware but you just debuted this week on this chart Mm -hmm. and and like okay great and i sent it to the label and now they're following up and so it's it's just you know in, in today's you know open you know, internet world of so many different things. You never know where it's going to show up and who's playing it. You know, it's, it's being played a lot, you know, all over. And like some people, some stations like more of the fusion-y stuff, some like the groove stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's, it really depends. There's so many different um, records um, or radio stations out there. So I would advise everybody to, if you have even an independent record on your own, if you're not with a label, um, it's worth, you know, getting somebody that can push your music to radio, um, because that's how people will get it. Oh, I want to add this to my playlist, and then the right. playlist bills, and you know, get it out there somehow. And there's, I want to plug a couple I think that are really good for people to check out. So, if you're an independent artist who's putting out your own record and you don't necessarily have a label, <clears throat> there's one record promoter company that is I would really recommend. It's called Powderfinger Promotions. It's a weird name, but they're based actually in Massachusetts. Powderfinger Promotions. I totally recommend David. He's a great guy. Um, and he he knows, you know, he, he works with musicians. He works with labels, you know, and he he doesn't have his hand in, in people's pockets, you know. Mm-hmm. I think um, if you obviously have the... The bread to make a record or to make some music, you wanted to get heard, and, right. and to get it out there to radio. There's so many different kinds of radio now, and you know, internet radio and what have you, and terrestrial. Whether it's NACC, which is National Association of, um, they're like the um the local radios and college radio and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He works to those like stations, right? You know, like which is like the jam band, you know, the roots music all that kind of stuff. I would totally recommend David. David's really good guy. Powderfinger promotions. I really, great.
0: Yeah. It'll be very helpful. I'll put a link to um, so that people can find them as well, because that's a really great tip. A lot of people are releasing their own music now, but Mm -hmm. having someone to help with that is sounds essential.
1: Yeah. And it, 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 and it's like today, like, so even if you don't have a label, you really kind of don't need a label. If you want to get play, then you just need a radio plugger. You know, mm-hmm. you need a guy that's mm-hmm. gonna, you know, tell the stations, "Hey, this is out there. Give it a spin." And then, mm-hmm. then people will download your music more and and get familiar with you. You know, so there's right. a lot of charts. So it, it seems to be doing well, everything but the Billboard chart for now. But things may change as we. It's only been out for two months, so you know this is going to be a, you know, yes. month monthly thing, you know. So
0: it's so so exciting. So exciting. And and there's another exciting thing we need to talk about too yeah. because you are featured in yes. February's Modern Drummer.
1: Yeah. How that, that,
0: is I mean that must just feel pretty amazing. It
1: feels amazing and it's it's um listen, you know, um I'm honored and and humbled that they would put me on the cover. Um, and I feel as if, um, you know, that kind of thing kind of happens maybe, um, organically because of, you know, being longevity is part of it, you know, have being around for so long, but, you know, also having a reason with the record and things like that and things that I've been doing. But I think they were kind of surprised when I told them that I had never been in the magazine.
0: Wow. I didn't know that either.
1: I had never, I've never been in the magazine and, you know, um, it's it's all right. And, you know, it is what it is. And I just, Mm -hmm. just kept, you know, doing what I do. And um, so they um, really just said, let's, let's talk about, let's do it. Let's really talk about not just now what's going on, but you know, how you got to this point, you know,
0: what's,
1: what, what brought you to here, you know, and, and to me, it's just, uh, you know, you choose to be in the industry and, and you want to work, you want to play, you want to teach. It's a little bit of everything that I do, I mean, as you know very well. So, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's clinics or, or stuff with Hudson Music or um, um, remote sessions or Broadway stuff that I've done over the years, it's it's all cumulative process, you know?
0: Yes, um, absolutely. So but that, I mean, it's just, it's so exciting. And I, you know, growing up reading modern drummer and seeing always wanting to know like who, who's on the cover this month. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just such an amazing thing. So February modern yeah. drummer magazine yeah. on the yes. front.
1: Check yes. it out. Pretty amazing. Uh, Pretty cool. Very <laughs> it surreal. Is.
0: Yes. It is. And, and just to go back a little bit too, and, and talk about your history. You know, we talked a little bit about your, your Abbey road sessions album. Um, but, but the Beatles and Ringo in particular are big, big influences for you. And I, yeah, I love about If you were to see
1: my wall right here, you would see one, two, three, four, five, 10, 15. Six, you would see 16 records from wow. Please Please Me on Parlophone to Introducing the Beatles on the VJ to Meet the Beatles American version. Uh, so all the way through in order on my wall right here. Like, like they were pretty much done by the time i was old enough to play drums you know they were mm-hmm. done as a group but my older brother um had all the records so mm-hmm. um and he is older than me by like 15 16 years so like when he got married left at house i was like seven eight nine ish and so he had all those records so you know and i as growing up as a kid always you know would hear him playing playing them so i just sat and started listening to that that was like my compass of what groove and what music was at that time yes. you know um and once you know my brothers were out of the house i kind of came up as an only kid you know and so mm-hmm. these were like my brothers the beatles were like my you know that was it yeah. for me, you know and Your i just family, listened yeah. yeah i just listened to the music a lot you know and again they were pretty much done but at the same time, it was great to go back and listen to the older stuff, you know, sure. and um,
0: Absolutely.
1: and it just Ringo was such a big influence on me. And and I didn't really have a kit yet, but I would sit and listen and learn the lyrics and sing along and learn song form and, and know what a chorus was and the verse mm-hmm. was. And, and, you know, and just sit there and, you know, on my leg and, you know, and just let the feel sort of absorb into my DNA mm-hmm. as best I that like I could,
0: that.
1: you know, and just <laughs> yeah. listen and then I'd move the record needle back and play that one again, you know, mm-hmm. play that one. So I did that, you know, there's such a big and I think, of course, so many people have over the years, and that's why they continue to be so fresh, you know. Yes. Um, great music, great beats, um, great productions. So they're a, you know, Ringo, and and that was a huge thing for me, you know, and still is, you know, like any new format they put out, I'll get it. If it's a microchip to put in my body, I'll probably get that too. <laughs> it doesn't matter what it is, whatever yeah. format.
0: Well, uh, a, a couple things. One, one is, um, and I think I've mentioned it on this podcast a couple of times, but the Get Back documentary, mm-hmm. I was like fascinated by, mm-hmm. and I- you know, I I didn't I grew up listening to the Beatles, um, but I was a little bit like, you know, I grew up in the 80s, so there was a whole other thing happening then, sure. a lot of other things happening Absolutely. at that point. Yep, yep. Um, but that being said, you know, I always really appreciated the music, but I never fully understood until I watched that documentary, which I've seen in its entirety twice and I've seen the last episode three times, but exactly. <laughs> it was You know it was like just witnessing the genius that they had Mm -hmm. um was fascinating to me and Ringo um watching him sit back for so much of the time and just internalize everything that was going on Mm -hmm. and then when it was his time just come out with these parts that when you listen to them on a record you're like, yeah, that fits. And, and it just kind of fits, but like when you see him do it, you know, and you see what he's actually playing, you're like, Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Not only does that fit, but it's just like very unique and And
1: it's unique the way he would lead. And, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, but in watching that same documentary and saying, wow. Okay. Right now, what he's doing is he's being the perfect bandmate.
0: Yes. He's just sitting there going, yeah.
1: OK, you guys figure it out. And when you're done, I'll I'll be able to do, you know, I'll just play time. I'll just do this for you. Yeah. You go ahead and do your thing. He mm-hmm. wasn't like trying to be, you know, the guy to to upset the apple cart. He let that process happen. And and then once the song became something, then he would come up with his groove to fit what they were doing. And I just it was so evident, yes. you know. And if it's just riding on the floor, Tom, it's just riding on the floor, Tom, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, what a lot of people try to figure out with Ringo is how does he do the left-hand thing? Well, he doesn't really start things with the left hand. If you hear a lot, he starts a fill with the right, but it happens to be on the 16th before.
0: Hmm. So it would be like... Mm -hmm
1: doom and that 16th is the right hand so with while it's at eighth note his left hand always pretty much stayed on a downbeat or an eighth note, right. note and his left hand would right hand would be the one that fills into 16ths which is why things sound a little reversed to what we mm-hmm. would normally do right-handed his left hand lead but that little 16th you know that with mm-hmm. that little lilt that he plays with that's the magic that's the secret you know that's the secret sauce yeah and watching that come you know come into focus in in that documentary was was very eye-opening i wish there was stuff like that for all the records you know
0: yes i i agree Mm -hmm. i i would i would watch it over and over again apparently so you like like, Um, yeah go ahead yeah, no, I was just going to say, and I, I think the other thing that it, you made me think of when you said you'll consume whatever comes out next, you know, um, I was so impressed that they lent their music to the Beat Bugs. And I don't know if you saw yeah. that, you yeah. know, the, the kids, kids cartoon, but it was mm-hmm. all Beatles music and the storylines were related and, you know, to the, to the lyrics and um i was fascinated i was just like this is the smartest thing i yeah, think i've ever generation.
1: seen yeah they're no. ins- they're ensuring that they're putting that bug into the next generation's head
0: yes and it worked too it absolutely mm-hmm. worked um do, do i know your, your kids my, my kids were super into it they know all the Beatles music right. you know and it was it was a thing for a long time as long as it was on tv it was you know, mm-hmm. it was a thing. So I thought that was really, really smart. It's and like, scary. what a lesson in keeping your legacy going.
1: Yeah. Right. And, you know, and that music teaches kids about song form and proper song form and and all that, too. So they get mm-hmm. to hear stuff as opposed to just, you know, sometimes it can just be one long, you know, chorus anymore. Yes. Just really the verses have become like this and it's all just give me the hook. Just give me the hook.
0: Yeah. You know?
1: <laughs> just give me right. the hook you know yep. and so it's really good to hear songs develop you know but so mm-hmm. like on on the record um i did a cover of it won't be long mm-hmm. and my buddy glenn burtnick who's a jersey guy here who was in sticks for many years who so i did a lot of his solo records which happened to be right here on this wall
0: mm-hmm. and
1: he uh you know he played actually he played paul in beatlemania on broadway
0: oh wow okay plays,
1: plays left-handed upside down and everything like in real life Fantastic. that's what he does he's left-handed but um so he i thought i always that's like, that's like song one record one in the united states on meet the beatles right so mm-hmm. i always heard that as a really cool way of like to add the horns as we're a horn band right so mm-hmm. the, that call and response thing with the horn you know it won't be long yeah horns yeah horns yeah so it's real exciting you know it's got that vibe to it and i kind of you know made it a little bit more modern in terms of the groove and then you know um so that's starting to get pushed a little bit more too like the Beatles channel and Sirius XM and stuff so oh,
0: but I right. that's my
1: homage to them you know gotta have yes. a tune in there you know
0: yeah and the, and he did a great job uh singing on that song too that's great like, yeah, so and, you great. know my
1: other influences you know like when I tell this I used to say that in my clinics a lot too to people it's like so like I went from listening to in like, I grew up in a very, very, you know, New Jersey, you know, culturally diverse neighborhood, you know, so I mm-hmm. heard all kinds of music. FM radio was big in the 70s, so I listened to a lot of FM radio, and that's why I started hearing a lot more, whether it's, you know, James Brown or, or, you know, the Bar K's or Parliament or then going to... You know WPLJ and hearing yes or hearing and you know like so I was like listen to that listen to that so like I would I remember the day that I literally went from from listening you know and doing my usual Ringo thing to getting on my bike and going and buying my first James Brown a-track and I went from Cl- to from Ringo to Clyde and Jabbo which I didn't know was Clyde and Jabbo at the time but mm-hmm. you know I got my first eight track put it in and listened to Hot Pants and then that was it I, you know it was, I had learned to shuffle listening to Ringo too but then I listened to doing it to death and now I really know how to shuffle mm-hmm. and then you know I learned to fat backbeat, beat all that stuff so like they were my teachers and I and like, I never really had a teacher which is another thing people are like the heck out of here you're you're crazy what do you mean you never had a teacher i never had a proper drum set teacher i never went to lessons never i
0: did not know that
1: never studied okay never till i got to college that was my first real drum set lesson and i started Mm -hmm. studying jazz but i played since i was eight right so but these were my teachers the music was my teacher Mm -hmm. now in terms of hand technique and stuff like that my mom since like you know now was like kind of an only kid growing up Mm -hmm. after my brothers left she got me involved in drum corps she wanted me to do something musically because she saw i had i had a little bit of something something i guess so i did like local drum corps and then i kind of moved up the ranks in drum corps i think a lot of people know i did dci and stuff like that but um yeah i never had a proper drum set teacher i just played the records that's it wow anything i learned was just listening
0: that's amazing, mm-hmm. and and it sounds like it was. I was going to ask you about your influences, and it, it sounds like it was a, a pretty diverse,
1: oh, you know,
0: group for sure. When
1: you grew up in Jersey. You listening to, you're listening to everything back then. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody remembers WPLJ, the you know, home of rock, and WBLS, which is still around, the home of of R and B and funk and soul, and you know, um, salsa. You know, you could turn the dial, and you're listening to salsa. Right. Anything at FM radio, and 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 my dad was cool because you know, um, he got me a, um, he knew that you know my our old record player was really like messed up. So I remember for Christmas he got us a nice stereo, you know, and and a nice nice speaker. So the bass was booming, and I was <laughs> FM radio man was it, you know.
0: That's so great.
1: That FM radio was it. It was nice and loud, and turn up the bass and the treble. Thank you very much. And just listen and just turn the dial and see what I can get into. You know, what's yeah. this? Oh, that sounds cool. What's that? You know, whatever's their way to heaven. You know, all, <laughs> yes. whatever was on the radio is what I played is what I all learned. All
0: the hits, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I mean, like a lot of people get into, you know, studying and listening to jazz. I didn't start until later. And my intro to jazz was probably... Well, not probably. It was. It was Steve Gadd, you know, on mm-hmm. the Chick Corea record. So it was mm-hmm. really wasn't coming from a straight ahead point of view, but from more from a fusion point of view.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, so yeah. um, listening to – and then listening to Return to Forever and all that stuff and then Lenny White and, you know, so – that's how I started to get into more on that side of things. And in the eighties, listening to him with Al Jarreau, all those great records and then Asia and, you know, so wow. all of those things. So it, it, that's sort of like how everything piggybacked for me, you know, mm-hmm. and um, a lot of my friends in drum corps, especially with, with, with Asia, you know, would be a drum corps practice and we'd go in, a, in the back of my buddy's car, whoever, you know, we're on the way home and, of course, in the mid to late 70s or maybe even the 80s, everybody had an 8-track Yes. in their car. I don't know, maybe your dad did. I don't know. But we yep. <laughs> popped in Asia, you know, and then it started to smell really nice in the car, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and Asia comes on and was like, what the actual heck did I just hear? What yeah. was that? And, and it's like, Steve, Gattis, Steve Gadd is Steve Gad. And then we're hearing these fills. Now, mind you, we're in drum corps right now, right? Yeah. We just, you know, we're doing the rudimental thing, just like Steve did, really, right? Mm-hmm. And we're sitting there, we're going, that's that's a freaking Radimacue. You hear that? That was a Radimacue. <laughs> that's a rat. No, it isn't. Yeah, it is. He's backing it up, backing it Listen to what he's doing. And, and that's the kind of, that's how we learn the stuff, you know, and mm-hmm. it's like, that's a Radamacue Phil. That's, we hear yes. that. That's the, that's the way he played it. And yeah, the reason absolutely. how we knew is because we were working and learning those stickings. So yes. um, yeah, it's, it was a cool time to kind of come of age, like in that, you know, mid to late seventies, early eighties, you know, music was like, yes. I, and
0: that's you- what I mean. I, I feel like so much of music, um, was developing at that time, right? Mm. Like there was so much new, new stuff. And it was all out. great.
1: It was a yes. lot, of, lot of great rock bands, a lot of great funk bands. I can name you five, you know, between Earth, Wind & Fire, Ohio Players, Sly and the Family Stone, mm. you know, Let's Keep Going, Prince, whatever. And then yeah. on the rock side, Aerosmith, Journey, Boston, Led Zepp. I mean, let's go. I mean, there's, yeah. there you go. There's yeah. ten right there
0: yeah. in,
1: in ten seconds. So, mm-hmm. can you do that now?
0: Mm,
1: can you? <laughs> that now that just like,
0: I know it gets harder and harder. But. Yeah, it gets
1: harder and harder. But they're 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 like the blueprint of what you know. My daughter just you know she went to Greta Van Fleet. I was like, yeah, I love Led Zeppelin.
0: Yes. Yeah. You know, I know like Led,
1: Led Zeppelin. And she hates yeah. when I say that. She hates when oh. I say it. Oh, but. But, it's, real, but
0: it is is—it is really like it's refreshing to hear a band like that, though, yeah. because you're like, oh, yeah, that's what that's what I know. You know, it feels good. Mm-hmm. It feels I like, think it's, I think
1: it's great. It's an homage. I mean, nobody mm-hmm. said anything about Oasis sounding like the Beatles.
0: Right. Right.
1: It's it's the, it's yeah. if that's what you are about, that's going to mm-hmm. come through your music. Same mm-hmm. way with drumming. Who do you listen to? Like, if you only listen to this kind of thing. That's going to be you. Now, if it's going to be the majority of what you listen to is this, then you need to start listening to some other stuff because mm-hmm. we can't, on this instrument, there's no, there's no fake in it, you know, right. like stylistically true. You have to be like, and I tell like people in, in lessons and in masterclass or whatever, you can't come from somewhere, like, unless you've been there. Right. Right. You can't. True, I don't right? mean visit it by flying to go to the place. You have to visit it musically. So you got to go there, visit that, live mm-hmm. it, and you're not going to learn it in a day. Right. You're not going to learn it in a month, and you're not going to learn it in six months. Mm-hmm. You'll maybe learn the beat, but you won't. People won't believe you.
0: Right. That's it's, a really good point. You have to yeah. put the time in, right? Explore, understand let you know. it absorb
1: experience, mm. you know? Oh yeah. I know that beat. Yeah. But you're not coming from that same place musically, you know? So you have to live the music. So that's why it was like, for me, like, like the Beatles, that's like a lifetime thing. Right. But after a certain point I was hearing all this other music, like and now I need to visit this more musically. Mm-hmm. And then there was a time that I didn't listen to the Beatles much, but I was so into funk and R&B and Parliament Funkadelic and all of that stuff. And then learning more about that and learning more about Booker T and EMGs and learning more about Sly to Family Stone and all that. So I was more into that. Now, I would jump back on that tip too. I mean, I'd be listening to them, but I was in that mode. And then, like we said, with with Asia and steely dan and then listening to gad then i got on that side i said, okay now i have to live this so mm-hmm. and so as a drummer you have to really do i think any any drummer like who does a lot of session work or or does things for other artists you, you can relate because they say all right can, can you make it sound more like this
0: mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yeah yeah and you have to know what that sounds like right you have to already understand what they're going to be asking for.
1: and not just the beats but the the, the tuning of the drums what did they mm-hmm. use
0: the you style. know is it a
1: metal snare is it a is it a wood snare is it a deep snare so there's a is it mm-hmm. it muffled toms is it open toms? all of that stuff you know it's the the vibe of the song you know for sure. And i think yeah. we tried to capture that in 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 the record because we did a lot of different i used two different kits so my main kit which you can see here i used which is a ludwig legacy mahogany kit yes um, 18 by 22 10 12 uh 14 mm-hmm. um with clear evans uh ec um clear ecs on on the top um and then i used a smaller kit a 20 inch kick uh downbeat club date 13 uh no 12 14
0: mm-hmm. but
1: tuned differently Coated heads, thinner heads, more of an open sound, more of a rock sound for like um Big Man on Mulberry Street, which I have a story about that. Big Man right. on Mulberry Street, um, and the, the more heavier um, tunes were used. I use that. Variety of Zildjians, of course, the organic ride on a lot of stuff because it's so versatile, as mm-hmm. you know. Yes, you and, <laughs> <laughs> and um so many different crashes from like, I mean. You name it, I used it from corope to to, to um K sweet crashes to just mm-hmm. some A customs. Um the hats I tend to use um on a lot of stuff. I 14s and 15s. I used the 14s, but I did a mashup. I so I use a um I think you know this too. I use a 14 a master sound bottom and a and a corope top, thing mm-hmm. corope top
0: yes which is a really unique combination like you know i don't think i don't think a lot of people play that combination but i i know what it is and i and it sounds great
1: really great thinner top nice you know resonance but the 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 thicker bottom with the the master sound Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: then um 15 um yeah 15 i was at um remember if they're 15 k no No, they're actually um avidus oh okay 15 avidus and i used and and then you know paul francis had made me the ones for the abbey road session the avidus which um 19 with rivets and a 20 Mm -hmm. so just a variety and i use that on this record as well so a variety of zildjans two different ludwig kits so we had them set up looking at each other we were in studio c um, at power station. And so I had them both set up. They were both mic'd. And so on one day I used primarily one kit. The second day I primarily used the other kit. That's great. Yeah. So. That's so
0: great. And you, and you mentioned the organic ride. I just want to touch on that a little bit because one of the things that you have done over the years is, um, create your sound and, and create a unique sound. The, that organic ride symbol. So it's a, uh, 21 inch ride symbol with an unlathed top, really, really beautiful bell. And that came about something that you were hearing. You wanted something that you could crash on, right? But it had great stick definition and a really Mm -hmm. nice bell. Uh, It's a beautiful symbol, super, super versatile.
1: And thank you for all your help for making it come to fruition. And John DeChristopher as well. Yes. you know, it was, in Paul Francis as well. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things where I was using, I think on one of my Hudson videos, I was using the um, the original um, Special Dry,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which twenty in a 20, which was really dry. Yes. Couldn't crash it at all, but awesome mm-hmm. bell, fantastic bell. But I used that primarily because of the definition and just yeah. went to other crashes, what have you. But then uh i loved the um the high what was called the high definition ride don't know if they still yes. make it the terry lynn carrington ride beautiful which is a great way to say it a great ride but um not as good of a bell smaller yep.
0: bell yep
1: so i just basically asked paul can we mash this up in some way because i wasn't finding it in any other thing and i like the 21 size
0: mm-hmm. me too
1: you know, I just like that It's right in that, you know, the, the, uh, the sweet ride is a 21
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that's a beautiful ride, beautiful baby. So yeah. this is just, a, a you know, you, you really, it's not a crash ride, but you can crash it mm-hmm. and it gets out of the way and, um, very good, consistent wash, not a, not a big one, but very consistent and you can control it. And I'm really happy that Sweetwater made it part of their studio package.
0: Right. Yes.
1: Awesome. So, uh, Nick over there, um, really, I guess, loved the ride and said, man, you know, if you want a studio pack of symbols, this is the Zildjian studio pack. And he made the organic ride, the ride to use, which was like
0: cool. Yeah, that is, Uh, it is great, great studio ride for sure. Um, yeah. Any, you know, you can find that on the Zildjian website or Sweetwater or mm-hmm. pretty much any dealer. But it's a super cool ride symbol. It has Thank you, you know, you. the look of it is cool, and mm-hmm. it comes out unique each one to the next.
1: We yeah, can, they are. We yeah, we to try to keep it. it in that same range weight wise.
0: Yeah. Then yep. we're working on something
1: a little different.
0: Ooh. This is
1: the little. This is the little brother. Working on a nineteen. 19?
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: 19 crash rides so
0: very cool um,
1: a few of those so we're starting to yeah it's a nice compliment today so we'll see where that goes and you know that that took a few years to the organic ride to actually come out and make it into the into the world
0: yes and and that happens but it's just it's really cool as a testament to your you know unique sound and being persistent about something that you believed in and and it really is a great versatile symbol Um, yeah Another thing that you've done is the the P four practice pad too. Super cool practice
1: pad. Yeah, that took a journey as well. And I happen to have one of those right here as well. There it is. There we go. Good old P four. You know that started um, in my brother's basement as an idea that I developed when I was teaching at Drummers Collective. I taught there. I was a student there for a bunch of years after college and then started teaching there. And, you know, the one surface pad wasn't enough. I, I kind of dragged another practice pad in front of mine that I was using. when I was demonstrating in class and I flipped it over to the hard surface and I had an, an upper and a lower and I was doing something. And I was that that light bulb went off. I said, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> if we cut these in half and we put one on top of the other, we got at least a two surface. And then we just started to say, well, we can make it a three surface. And I started researching rubber and all of this stuff. So, you know, we, we put out, i sold a few on the website, sold a bunch, actually. The rubber is sourced here in Asbury Park, believe it or not.
0: Oh, it's great.
1: And it's a very different ride symbol. It evolved from there to Ludwig. And now Drumeo um, is the sole distributor of P4 practice pad. You can find it anywhere. It's the yes. most unique pad. and if
0: you can if you can hold it up again too and just anyone watching can see the different levels of it so there we go so it's graduated um and then it has the different feel the different different
1: like the gray one is a little softer more like a floor tom this is Mm -hmm. more like a ride or a hi hat Mm -hmm. Uh, a little bit more like a tom and this is just your basic gum rubber so it's you get different sounds so it makes practice a lot a lot more fun and you can work on your coordination and your You're sticking, and it's great for like jazz coordination or Latin coordination, or it makes it fun. And it's all on, it's just a normal, you know, 12 inch practice pad. It's just, it's optimized
0: exactly it fits anywhere right i i used to play on pillows i used to set up pillows at different levels and stuff this is way better than that um
1: (laughs) and you know talking to dennis about that chambers as he loves that to me i never really did the pillows thing it really gets your your burn going in your forearms for sure
0: yeah yeah i like playing
1: on the rebound because i use so much rebound that i feel as if you should use as much rebound as you can
0: you should 100 percent. i don't yeah Mm -hmm. i think playing on pillows is um it definitely gets your muscles going. And I, it was more of a necessity thing for me because like I could practice in the living room and not and get quiet, trouble. yes.
1: <laughs> hey, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to tell you that um, story of, of um, big man on Mulberry street.
0: Please. So we, yes,
1: we did a great version of that. Uh, great arrangement of it. I always loved the tune. Um, it's one of my favorite Billy Joel tunes. And of course, you know, shout out to Liberty DeVito because not only is he a beautiful person and a great guy, but to me, he's like Ringo. He's like the a modern version of Ringo. All the great grooves that he came up with over the years for those songs, perfect for the song, absolutely perfect for every great Billy Joel song. Perfect. Right. It's true. So good. And so shout out to you, Liberty, and um, speaking to him about doing this. It's like, man, your groove on this, the shuffle is so great. You know, he plays that semi-flat tire shuffle. He kind of, he plays that kind of groove, you know, Mm -hmm. so good. So, you know, I said, yeah, I'm going to use that. And then I'm going to do halftime. I'm going to change it up a little bit. And then just a good old fashioned Texas shuffle. And he goes, "Um, so, you know, we recorded that at, at Power Station.
0: Wow. And
1: I was like, no, I didn't know that. And he says, what room are you in? I said we're gonna be in C. He goes, we would cut that at Studio C.
0: How cool
1: is Not that? Not only that, when I got there and talking to my engineer, and he 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 said, he said, what's next? I said, oh, we're we're doing this, you know, Big Man on Mulberry Street cover. He said, you kidding me? I said, no, that's we're doing that next. He says, I was the assistant engineer on that. <laughs> When I was a young pup out of college, he goes and Liberty set up his drums here up on a riser and he was right about where you are right now. So I was like, this is karma. This is amazing. Really, really amazing. So they cut it. at. So to me, that's why the power station sessions is it's like not only having Nile and not only cutting the record there where Liberty was and these great guys from New York and all the great music that was made in New York at that studio but I ended up in the same room with one of the same engineers cut the same song so crazy that's
0: unreal and I so I think i always say you know there are no coincidences right like that was meant to happen that's such so.
1: and i had that's no idea had absolutely no idea when he told me that I was like, "This is this is really strange. It's really strange."
0: It's great. Great yeah, story. But great. And
1: it was, and, and I know it's like, man, listen. I hope you enjoy it. And 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 it's, it's thanks to him that you know, and all the great drummers of the past that have, you know, laid the foundation. You know, everybody's still learning. Steve Smith beats and and you know, and everybody, and Dennis, and you know, it's just in Gad and and Garibaldi and everybody. It's just. You know, um, it's such a uh, a great fraternity, but also a very close-knit, I think, um, drumming fraternity that we have, you know? Always sharing and learning,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, from yes. each other and, and, you know, learning... And
0: supporting, this, supporting, right? Supporting each other, help promoting each other. I love yeah. that. Love that. I saw the video of Liberty opening the package and yeah. getting the album. And I was just like, that's yeah. so great. Yeah, he's so such
1: great. A, yeah, man. He's just such a, he's just an icon drummer. And, you know, just the way you are is probably one of the coolest ballads. You yeah, know,
0: it is. It's a and beautiful coolest, song.
1: Coolest parts. And just, you know, when I first heard, I thought it was Gad.
0: Oh my I, gosh. That's so, yeah, I can, I can understand that.
1: I'm going to so go back and
0: listen again listen to it think about that. Yeah.
1: I thought it was Gat and then just such a great, great human and great drummer. So love you. Absolutely.
0: Lib. Yes. Yeah. Lib. That's amazing. And I, I do want to talk a little bit about your teaching too, because I yeah. know that, you know, besides playing and making these super cool records, you do a lot of teaching and mm-hmm. when we talk and when we catch up, we catch up between your lessons. And I think that's yeah. so great. Yeah. Nice. Um, Tell us about that, and and if someone does want to take lessons with you, what what do they? Yeah, do?
1: I definitely. Thanks for you know bringing that up. I always knew because um, I I have to say that I even though I didn't take lessons on drum set myself, but I learned <clears throat> when I learned in school band. I had really good teachers, and in a drum corps, mm-hmm. I had really good teachers, and I just love to give back to and, and and listen. We all. You know look at our industry as yeah you you know we all don't end up in the red hot chili peppers for 20 years 25 Mm -hmm. years or whatever it is we all have to do things in the industry um and stay you know so that you can continue to make music but i always knew i would teach because i went to college for music ed and then i have my teaching degree and i love teaching i love the philosophy behind teaching Mm -hmm. i love the inspiration behind teaching um Peter Erskine, I studied with him when I got back from college at his apartment in New York for a couple of years and Frankie Malabé and and a lot of great people at Drummers Collective. And so it's something that I love to do. So I do a lot of uh, Zoom Mm
0: -hmm. now.
1: And if, if there's anything good that came from the pandemic, it's that. So yeah. but I've been doing that. Plus I have, you know, I'm here in central Jersey. So I get um, people that come up from Philly or from New York or I have a, a bunch of people that are in this in the Jersey area. Just hit me up, you know, on, um, on my, you know, patpdrummer.com or send me a message uh, on Instagram, which is also patpdrummer. See what I did there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and just, you know, if you want to come up to Jersey, if you're in the area, I have people that come up for like like a three-hour lesson from the Carolina they'll come up and wow. and hang and and then do a three-hour lesson and go back so so it's anything and if you're in the area just would love to hang out and do a lesson just let me know we always two kids go in and I'm always playing music and we're playing together and you know I, I do a lot of like um you know grooveology so I, I we you know we, we talk about not just the Beatles but we go through the whole James Brown catalog and some Tower Power stuff and you know use some of my books from Hudson Music but just in general just music just mm-hmm. like what what's your bag like what do you do okay what don't you do great we're gonna work on that right you know that's so great let's, let's, let's fix that let's make that happen like if you're on a gig and or you're gonna sit in with somebody and they ask you to play you know this great you know tune that has a a great shuffle to it what let me see your best shuffle and it's yeah. usually not something that people work on a lot you know so right. over that. whatever i like to work on weaknesses right and i think mm-hmm. that's what like when i was studying with peter Erskine, i didn't need the things i didn't need he knew what i needed and that's what we worked on yes so that's what i like to do and it's hard because this instrument as you know is very humbling
0: it is you yes know, yes you're, it gonna is. Stink,
1: <laughs> you're gonna stink a lot more than you're gonna do good You have to fight, you have to just fight through that, you know, fight
0: through it. Right. you'll have those breakthroughs that, you know, give you the confidence to keep going and, you know, and, um, yeah, I love to teach. And
1: that's part of what I do in the clinics and stuff. Although a lot of stores are not doing as many clinics sadly now as they used to, Um, but yeah, that's still a thing that I do as well. And of course Mm -hmm. put some videos out there and, you know, um, just, again just changing lanes man just you know
0: yes yeah absolutely and i mean this year has started off so great for you with thank you, you yeah you continuing to promote the album and then the modern drummer cover and um what do you anticipate for
1: 2023 um more uh, singles that are coming out from the record but i'm actually going to i had a message the other day from a record label um a pretty nice record label that said, what are you doing for your next project? I said, well, I haven't really thought about it, but I do have a couple of things I've already, you know, kind of been sketching out. And he says, mm-hmm. well, let us know. So um, I'll probably start working on another record um, in the summer.
0: Because it takes
1: a process. You know, it's it's eight months, It's a, it's time consuming and you have to mm-hmm. book in advance and all that. So I was in contact with this label. So hopefully I'll hear something within the next few days and it's a pretty, pretty cool label
0: that's amazing uh, and
1: they, they were like listen you know we heard the record and it was recommended by one of the radio promoters see
0: mm-hmm. he sent it to
1: this guy who's a and r at this at this label they listened to it got the soundcloud they said listen we don't have a drummer on our label and we love what you do and this and that and so we'll see so hopefully oh. we'll probably be another record and um, hopefully, well, the band will be playing this spring and summer in some festivals, so the, the booking's starting, starting to come through with that. And,
0: oh, fantastic.
1: But, um, just keep doing it, you know, keep working the record and the band and, and teaching and playing and, you know, learning it. as I do from others and watching a lot of young, great drummers out there. Um,
0: yeah, so it's, just, it's, it's, it's fun. It it it's going, an interesting right? time
1: we're in. It's a very interesting time we're in, but fun.
0: It is. It is an interesting time. I think things change so fast. And, you know, we're all kind of trying to keep up with all the changes all the time. But um, but I will link all of everything we've talked about. Basically, I'll put all the links in the YouTube description and in the podcast show notes, because I want to make sure people can find you, follow you, see these festivals if they come through their area and purchase the album. Get out there. Make Thank the you. purchase because you will be yes. very happy about it. It's a great Thank album.
1: You. Thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, it's a labor of love, as anybody knows, that you're putting, you know, music out there. So trying to support artists and their music, if you can get, you know, vinyl or, you know, maybe a CD. But like people like vinyl, mm-hmm. you know, we do have some vinyl left. It's fun. You know, you go a, into a store, a record store. There's so many like, like we sold a bunch of like, you know records to mom and pop record stores that are really booming, doing so good.
0: Great. That's so great. Around
1: the country, you know, there's one here in New Jersey and Princeton Record Exchange. They're like a block long. (laughs) You can go in there and find any record you want. So it's a really it's really cool. It's a cool time. So thanks for the support, everybody, and and um I'll be seeing you out there and thanks, Sarah. It's so great to be on your podcast.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much for being here and I will talk to you very soon, I'm sure. Peace and love. Peace and love. Take care. Bye. Thank you for tuning in today. Join us each Tuesday for new episodes of Sarah Hagen Backstage.